0: Welcome to the Two Hool's Podcast. I'm Katie, and this is my lovely co-host and cousin... Sam. So, yeah. Really? What? Like, I don't believe that shit. Oh. Really that. They photoshopped their grave, oh. and they did it for months. Oh, hell no, I'm not looking at that. Oh, hell no, I'm not looking at that. Wow! Like a king, Eddie, Michelangelo. <laughs> I literally have a picture on my computer screen right now. It's fucking real, dude. <laughs> have to go Wow, wow. Hi. Hi. Oh, I'm so glad you guys are here. Wow, there's eight okay. of you. I can't believe this shit. You guys amaze me every this week. This is a regular on.
1: thing now that we have. This listening. is weird,
0: right? This is, Weirdest, this is weird. I'm freaked out by it, guys. I'm not gonna lie. Maybe y'all shouldn't be here. Maybe you should go away. <laughs> <laughs> no, please don't leave. <laughs> it's okay. no, wait, no. <laughs> welcome, welcome. Who's in the Hi, chat? We have um, Melissa Customers here, Morg Fairy, and Vicky's here on Vicky. Hi guys. Good evening. Hi mom. Hi Melissa. Good evening. Good Good evening. evening. Good evening. (laughs) hi guys drop your zodiacs in the chat like usual if yes. you want your um horoscopes right at the top of the show sam and i are going to go over a few opening things but um yeah we did hit 700 fucking followers on instagram yes, can't you. even tell you how excited we are about that it's mind-boggling that there's that many very that weird
1: because you want to know what we've I'm, I'm also fixing my bun this is real life people oh, um, fix your um, bun um you know what's crazy about that is that we literally only got on Instagram a couple of months ago. Yeah, it was like a couple and, of months ago. And we went from like 200 followers on Instagram mm-hmm. to 500, then and six, I was then to seven. It, like
0: 200 and like 300, 400. Like every time we hit a new 100, we're like, all right. Is it going to And it
1: happens in yes. like a week it happens yeah, in like a week it's dude, fucking crazy it's fucking
0: dude. all i do is post random shit on there and i'm like hope you guys like this it's all i got. <laughs> um do you want to show off some of the merch while we while we have our code yeah. still yeah let's do it um man. guys there is a sale going on did you know that a <laughs> a you probably didn't know that a sale i know it's crazy but um there is a sale going on in our shop right now for 20 percent off i believe it was i made yeah, it last I weekend so. i think it's 20 yeah um, we still have our spring collection in the shop. I have not yet made our summer merch, so that's why I'm kind of oh, slacking slack behind. You
1: were saying, Do you want to show off the merch? Being like, Bitch, pull up the merch, and here <laughs> I am just sitting here, like, listening.
0: <laughs> you. I'm <laughs> like, Yes, of course. Um, my bad, guys. Um, yeah, it's like a skull, and we have like fun, uh, I don't know. I was going for like a garden theme. So like there's a lot of floral accents in our merch. This, this, this one's like a biker month, tank, season. which
1: is so cute. Yeah.
0: That's what I was going for. I was going for like a biker vibe, you know, and it only and comes in black. Like- although this one comes in yellow. That one doesn't. This one. But the other one does. In case you were like, hold on. The um the biker one. <gasps> oh, which you not know, like it is like if you're like, oh like Ooh, uh, right? Okay. You know in what's funny say, is that, you, yeah, always like that is you always tell me that it this is my
1: color. You always tell me that this is my color. bitch.
0: Go get one. <laughs> now. And guys, it's not going to be in the store for much longer because, um... <laughs> I say that, but I'm like still not working on the summer merch. Believe me when I say it's been quite the journey <laughs> to get some summer merch in the store. If you don't know what I'm it talking has. about, I made a reel and put it up. I was like, oh, I'm going to make some merch for everyone instead of using like Canva. I was like, I'm going to make it this time. I'm going I'm to draw no. it. <laughs> uh, it was, you guys should just go check it out on Instagram because um, I, I can't explain it, do it justice. But um, <laughs> we have some Taurus, some Tori in the group. Me too. In the, in the, in the, in the Tauri. Um Tori. yes. I love the skeleton shirt. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to completely share the code with you guys. What a dumbass. You guys <laughs> need to be like, um, cool. It is code... By spring, meaning like B Y E by spring. We're trying to get our um, spring collection out so that we can get our summer collection in. If you don't like um, the spring collection, it's okay because there's always the classic mug. If you just want to yes. support the pod, you want to have a cute coffee mug, bitch, go to the shop. It's on Two ghouls.com. Join
1: us yeah. every Wednesday because we drink coffee out of our Two Ghouls mugs every
0: mm-hmm. wednesday morning every wednesday morning <laughs> sitting right under my keurig right now yep nice. oh my god you have had quite the past couple of days trying bitch.
1: to
0: reach <laughs> yeah. bitch, it's it, been
1: a lot one
0: That's thing not- i'll tell you guys true crime on this podcast no one does it more extensively. I don't care who you are if you're fucking Bailey Sarian yourself. Sam oh my god. Katie, I'm, don't I say said it. I said it and I'll stand by it. If anyone in the chat has anything to say to me. You oh can my be- god. People are going to go off. I'm serious. Listen, I didn't I, say you know, it. Katie say, said it. Sam is better than Bailey Sarian. I love oh my Bailey. god. I do too. I, do. I, love her. I, love her. I love her. I think she's great. I think she's unproblematic as fuck and I love her. But no, no. You do the best. Nay-nay. Nay-nay. Like she's Aqua I love her so much. She's so cute. wonder if we can have her on the podcast one day. Oh, my
1: God. Yeah, when, right. When we have, like,
0: maybe, I don't know, two more followers. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we're so tiny, but it's all right. We have a good community. I love you guys. I did.
1: Uh, yeah, we love you guys. I did want to say what with doing this episode it's a little bit different than any of the other true crime that i've done because it's unsolved Mm -hmm. and it is a well-known case um but we're going to get into like the nitty-gritty of of probably the stuff that people don't know about Mm -hmm. about this case um but like i said it is unsolved so there is an official website Where if you or anybody that you know knows anything about the whereabouts or anything in regards to this case and about Madeline McCann, you can go to findmadeline.com and you can report it there. I believe there's also an option to donate. I'm not 100% sure. So if you feel called to do that, you can go there. They have an official Facebook page. They have an official website, an official Instagram, all of that. But if you or anybody that you know knows anything about Madeline McCann,
0: head to that website to report it. Mm, agreed. And I'll put that in the description. I forgot to put it in there today, but I'll do it by tomorrow. Definitely. I'm gonna
1: pull up the horoscope. We're gonna start with Katie. Scopes. She's a Cancer.
0: Cancer. Yes, Any other cancers in the chat? I feel like Cancer's such a random sign to have. It's Everybody Cancer like, I'm a Gemini, and I'm like, that's oh, a God. fun that, one. <laughs> that's Arrow. Oh my gosh! Is that All Bob right. in the background? Boobie? Yeah, that's Bob. Oh, that's boob. He he knows I'm here. He's speaking to me. Yeah. My son. <laughs> my son god
1: he's so annoying (laughs) they're not crying today because the kids went to the park so they're not like all pissed off that you know
0: (laughs) got shut out of the bedroom
1: (laughs) oh somebody (gasps) said hi amanda
0: hi yay oh man i love it when you guys show up what the heck there's nine of you here what (laughs) is going on i'm like freaking out anytime there's more (laughs) than like two people oh my god what the hell? Why are you guys here? <laughs> what are you doing with yourselves? <laughs> go, Fifi. Go, go do something more important. <laughs> Just Let's kidding. see. Don't leave. <laughs> We're doing
1: cancer. So here's here's uh, the the horoscope for all the cancers. The world is wide open to you today. Take advantage of all the great things on offer. You may not realize it, but you have a loyal fan club building in the wings. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> the things you the things you say and do affect others this is a fantastic day to take charge and lead others who may seem to be floundering your grounded mind and solid perspective are incredible assets in any situation
0: Hmm. nice nice that's a good one that made me happy
1: i'm gonna do mine i'm a taurus because i know somebody else said that they're a taurus too what was melissa yeah Melissa. melissa Here's here's the one for us. The day doesn't begin until you clear your head and take stock of some pending personal issues. You might be making mountains out of molehills. Realize that there is a path for everybody. Put your aggression away today. It's powerful, but it won't do any good. Keep your power under wraps. Concentrate on the mundane tasks that need to be done. Why not make a list?
0: Hmm. Okay. okay. <laughs> making mountains out of molehills, Sam. <clears throat> Sounds
1: like me. Mm all right sounds like who else you do we have about? anybody else anybody else want their
0: their red? we'll do scorpio at least yeah let's do scorpio do scorpio and aries up. anybody else want their zodiac red speak now or forever hold your p yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's see for that's scorpio we've
1: got today is a fantastic day for you that uh, that's what they say for everybody so enjoy yourself fully. Your emotions will be stable and you'll find that you have a very expansive sense of well-being. Your self-confidence is strong and you should use this to your advantage. This energy may be subtle, but if you tune into it early in the day and set a plan for what you want to accomplish, you can find
0: that you can be quite productive. Hmm. Hmm. And we'll do Aries. And Leo, Anton, Esper, or Leo.
1: Okay. Today is a day of contrast for you, Aries. Eat chocolate in the morning and go jogging in the afternoon. Mm. Sleep in late and go to bed early. It's also a day of grounding. If you can, spend time at home and make more phone calls than usual. Clear your desk and organize your bookshelf. Why not clean the the refrigerator while you're at it? Take care (laughs) of your pets too. Okay. Okay. And Leo for Anton, you said? Mm -hmm. My oldest daughter is also a Leo, so we'll see. Let's see. Speak your mind today, Leo, but don't take offense if it seems like no one is listening. Don't push your viewpoint. Concentrate on your goals and aspirations and feel free to push them to the limit. You might have been doing a lot of talking lately. Getting those ideas out there is a great thing. Now is the time that you need to lay some solid groundwork for those ideas to
0: manifest. Mm -hmm. Am I saying Anton right or is it Antony or Anton? Correct me. Wrong me if I'm correct. Cosima <laughs> says the energy today is so light and being an easygoing day, also a five day numerolo- numerology. Yeah. <laughs> numerology. Numerologically. <laughs> there you go. Has- there was change, the energy majorly changed So yeah, Cosima messaged us Cosima messaged us this morning and was like Do you guys feel the change? And I was like You know what, I kind of do, yeah there is. It's a little it's bit a New mood. it definitely feels like A new season of life Like like season two, you know Season <laughs> two, there you go Season two, that's what we're in right now
1: Yeah We're in our flourishing season, bitch Yeah
0: Yeah. Oh our, boy We go off stage right now
1: mm oh boy all right let's see i didn't even you know what once i finished i closed this book and i never opened it back up <laughs> so i don't even know how many know. notes i never counted by the time that i was done i counted when i was about halfway through and i had about 18. so let's see this is the y'all hear this right look at that look at this that. is the for y'all this Let is for you. Say, this is my true crime notebook <laughs> and tone oh but tony okay Okay,
0: we'll call you tony
1: tony Tony fresh i like this this is my true crime notebook and i bought this at a bookstore a couple of months ago i remember sending a picture of this notebook in the group chat when i bought it because it's got like Mm -hmm. oh yeah i
0: remember it and
1: you know what's sad is that this is all that's left of it
0: RIP. This You're little bit, no it's part. got
1: enough for maybe one more case
0: in it, and then mm-hmm. I'll be closing the book. Not anytime soon, though, right? I guess now's <clears throat> the time to make that announcement.
1: Oh yeah, this is this is my last true crime until this fucking baby gets here, y'all. Yeah.
0: I can't. You got to do a bump date. Let's see. Okay. Oh, I'm also
1: wearing a spooky maternity shirt. So. Oh yeah,
0: I've seen that one. It's with <laughs> the little skeleton baby. Danny Let's bought get. this for
1: me when I was pregnant with Arrow. But, you know, I'm a spooky ghoul, so this is all-year-round
0: shirt. Nice. Oh, how many weeks?
1: Um, 32 and a half.
0: God, it's gone by so fast. Oh, I'm sure not for you, though. No. I remember. (laughs) Oh. Purchase. Everybody drop a Purchase in the (laughs) chat. (laughs) Purchase. Oh, my God.
1: Tony just said, I just left Kent's house from Ghost of Carmel, Maine, heard disembodied voices, visited Nihilism. You better way. shut up what? right
0: what? now. I am jealous what? as hell. Shut up. Oh <laughs> my God. Wow. You're lucky. <coughs> you reason? are lucky. Oh, we have made one day. We have
1: made some like not so solid plans, but we have been invited and we're hoping to get there maybe next year.
0: Possible live stream. Not gonna announce anything like hard yet, but no no no,
1: can't confirm,
0: but we've
1: we've been invited and it's in the talks. So y'all stick around for that. I gotta pop this baby out first.
0: (laughs) Yes, look at our hospital cup. Oh, yours is white. Yours looks actually like kind of nice. Mine was like blue. And right. oh i know exactly mm-hmm. what you're talking yep, about yep mm. Okay, guys, nice. are, we, re- are right. we ready let's all take a collective <laughs> deep breath because i know today is going to be very frustrating mm.
1: all right um also i'm just gonna preface this that i'm still giving getting over whatever sickness that it was that i had so i might have cough drops in my mouth during this i have one in my mouth right now so y'all just gonna have to deal with it
0: Y'all and there, there might be coughs in between. That's
1: okay. I'm, I'm trying. I know. Okay. So. Here we go. Madeline was born in England on May 12, 2003 to her parents, Jerry and Kate McCann. She also had um, two-year-old twin siblings that were like a year-ish, a year or two younger than her. A brother and a sister. Jerry and Kate actually spent years trying to get pregnant and they finally had to go the IVF route and that's how they had Madeline. Kate was actually a part-time general practitioner. So like a, like a primary care physician. And so she was part-time and then the rest of the time she was a stay-at-home mom. And she started as an OBGYN before moving into being a GP. And Jerry, he was a sports medicine doctor and then he moved into cardiology. So they were both doctors. I'm pretty sure that Jerry was actually like a cardiac surgeon. Wow. So, okay. <laughs> Tony said, "Cough, fart, do whatever you have to do." Thank what you. That's the kind of energy that <laughs> I appreciate. I we appreciate. Yes. We appreciate. Thank you. Me too. So, April twenty eighth of two thousand and seven. It's nine adults and the and some kids. It's like six kids total, including the McCann kids. Don't quote me on six kids, but I think that's the right number. This whole group, it's like the McCanns and their friends and their friends' kids and their kids. They all decide to go on vacation to Portugal. They stayed at a place called the Ocean Club Resort in Praia da Luz, which was one of several complexes in the village. It was... um so it was like a, it was like a big and like the whole outside of it was a bunch of apartments and villas. And then right. there's like a strip of beach and there's tennis mm. courts and there's a big pool in the it's middle like and a there's more. Yeah. It's like <laughs> an all in like it, you don't mm. need anything outside of the resort. There Everything is go. there. There's restaurants, mm. there's a kitty club for your kids to go to during the day, whatever. Okay. So yeah, they, they, there's four pools, several tennis courts, a kitty club for the children where kids and toddlers could be watched during the day and they would take them on like outings and do activities. Um, also within the resort, which was actually at like the further end of the resort, there was something called a night crash, which... Is actually just like a nursery or daycare, but it was oh. for the nighttime. So it was like if the parents wanted to go out and do stuff at night, they could leave their kids at this night care, not daycare, but nightcare. They called it a night crush. Okay. But the McCanns, they didn't want to use the night crush because they thought it would disrupt their kids' schedules. Because they thought that they would have to put the kids to bed too early and then pick them up too late and wake them up in the middle gotcha. of the night to take them from the, the, the night crash back to their apartment. Okay. And it would disturb their schedule. So there's also a restaurant called the Tapas Restaurant. And it's literally across the swimming pool from the apartment that the McCann's were staying in. The apartment that they were staying in was also apartment 5A, and it was literally on the corner, the right corner of the building. It was the last apartment on the corner. So there were no other apartments on the right side. Okay. And so it's literally across the the swimming pool from the restaurant. So the restaurant is right here, and they have outside seating. Here's the pool, and here's the The apartment that they were staying in.
0: Okay, so super close.
1: It's about like a hundred yards. Yeah, the rest, all right. The restaurant in the in the apartment. Okay, super close. Supposedly, you could see the apartment from the restaurant. This is questionable, and we'll get more into that. But Jerry said, "quote It didn't feel." Like, it didn't feel much different than dining in your garden at night after your kids had gone to bed. Mm, Okay. So, the McCanns and their friends agreed that leaving the children alone in their rooms while the adults went to to the Toppa's restaurant was safe. And every 20 to 30 minutes, they would all go check on their kids. They all did this throughout literally the entire vacation come to find out they actually had a table reserved at the restaurant for the entire week that they were there
0: wow so they okay. had
1: a table say for them for like 7 days and it was like get up and go check on their kids and when they get back another set of parents would go check on their kids and they get okay. back and then the next set would go check on their kids
0: it Seems supposedly. honestly i know a lot of people are like i would never leave my kids that actually seems kind of reasonable it makes sense the whole garden thing i yeah like you're right outside the door if you could see it i'm a little that's bit a questionable there. that's a questionable that's, part yeah. yeah and the leaving parent the rotating parents thing that's reasonable
1: Right, and know. sometimes they would have, like, um, they would have, like, uh, one of the parents was, like, if they were going to their room and had to bypass one of the other kids' rooms on their way, they'd be like, oh, I'll, I'll check on your kids for you so you don't have to get up.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Okay.
1: So, May 3rd, 2007, they had been there almost a week. Kate picked up the kids from the kitty club at 530. Madeline apparently was very tired and she asked to be carried home. So she recalls reading the children a bedtime story and the kids were nearly asleep before the book was even over. And Kate and Jerry got ready to go to tapas. So at 830, they left to go to tapas and they were the first of the friends to arrive. Matt Oldfield he was one of the friends in the McCann group. He reported that everything was quiet when he walked past the McCann's apartment coming to the Tapas restaurant. And that was at 9 p.m. 9.05 p.m. Jerry went to check on the kids. And he says that he went through an unlocked back patio door.
0: Oh, my God. To the bedroom
1: door he says that he was leaving the back patio door unlocked so that he wouldn't have to unlock the door every time that he went into the room to check on the children. Okay. Mm. You could also not see this door from the restaurant. You could not see the back patio. You could not see the back patio door.
0: Ooh. Okay.
1: There was also Mm. like a very tall hedge On the other side of the swimming pool, which from what I've seen, you cannot see the apartment if you were sitting at a table at the restaurant. Oh, boy.
0: Oh, that changes my opinion a lot then. Okay.
1: Exactly. Like, I just, I can't imagine,
0: Mm. No,
1: I, I I can't see myself ever doing that. I would never leave
0: my babies alone in a hotel room, but I see their (laughs) reasoning, quote unquote, you know oh we were so close we were taking yeah. shifts i'm like all right that's not technically neglect but it's, it's like, like if different. i'm on my
1: if i'm on my back deck of my house when my children are asleep
0: that's completely that's different. one thing that's one because thing.
1: i'm still like on my property yep yep but like to be in a completely separate build, i don't know mm. so he goes through the unlocked back patio door and into and the bedroom door to go check on his kids and he said he had a quote proud dad moment when he saw his sleeping children at 9:25 kate was about to go check on her kids and matt oldfield their friend he offered to go check for her and he went through the back door um but not into The bedroom and he said that he saw some light coming from the bedroom and a sound which he thought was one of the twins turning over in their bed, but he never went into the bedroom. And he said that he left satisfied 10 p.m. So about. Thirty five minutes later, Kate goes to check. She goes through the back door. There's more light to be expected coming through the bedroom door. And the door was open wider than what she remembered. Mm. Like it was open wider than what she remembered was it was left as. And um, the wind slammed the door shut. So she reopens the door and finds Madeline's bed is empty and the window is open and the shutter is raised. So the window's open and the wind blows, slams the door shut. She opens the door, sees that Madeline's not there. Oh, the no. window's open, like wide open. Mm. And her immediate reaction was to run out of the apartment, run back to the Tapas restaurant, screaming somebody took Madeline.
0: Oh, boy. Okay.
1: So Jane, one of the other friends, her name is Jane Tanner. Um, she recalls hearing Kate, like, howling like Mm. just hysterically crying and said that it was an absolutely like soul destroying noise that came out of her
0: oh man i can imagine.
1: literally within a couple of minutes word is out to all of the staff and all of the guests well it's probably more like an hour to get around to all of the guests um somebody oh tony said i can't help but suspect if they were being watched for a few days by the kidnapper that is my personal uh, that is my personal belief yeah Mm. so eventually all the word gets out to all the staff working and um all of the guests at the resort so they're you know everybody's frantic like you know there's a three-year-old girl missing she's about to turn four years old like everybody's frantic and freaking out so the gnr um they are basically like a small town police patrol unit and they're the first to arrive there is also the pj which it's it's like spanish like the um Policia judicial i can't pronounce it but it's like the big police department So there's the GNR, which is, like, the local patrol unit, and then there's the PJ. So the GNR, the small unit, is who first arrives to the scene, and the police are like, she probably wandered off and fell asleep in a bush. Uh, okay. Okay. And the PJ, they're, like, again, they're, like, the bigger police department. They're kind of like the FBI of Portugal, so they're like the bigger police department, but also kind of like the FBI. Okay. Major crimes investigation unit. And they were alerted at midnight. Wow, That's when they were alerted. So from 10 o'clock until midnight, the PJ, they had no idea. So mm. when the investigator for the PJ arrived, they were horrified by the lack of the preservation of the scene
0: oh my god because
1: the one way that you can really put this into perspective is you know and when a crime happens the police and the investigators aren't going to want you to fucking touch anything right the mccanns had 20 plus people in and out of this apartment wow before the police even got there Oh, my God. There there were so many people in and out. The window had been closed, reopened, closed again. It was just the whole place had been turned upside down. Everything had been touched. Mm. There there was no preservation of evidence. Now, given it it took the PJ like four hours to get there. But still, there was, they were horrified by the fact that there, they just
0: that is any evidence that
1: there was was just trampled by everybody mm. coming in and out of the room. So we've got Goncarlo Carlo Armoral. He is the former, former chief investigating coordinator, coordinator of the PJ in Portugal. And he said, quote, we were notified too late, and this lateness triggered delay to the sequence of events. What we found was an empty place. It was very messy. It literally, they just destroyed the place. They put, like, um, they threw everything all over the place. It was just a a fucking
0: mess.
1: (sighs) So many people had been in and out of the apartment and bedroom that the evidence had been absolutely destroyed. Doors and cabinets were touched over and over again. Kate was insistent that Madeline had not wandered off and she had been taken. Now, Jane Tanner, one of the adult friends in the McCann group realized that she may have seen something. Um, Because at 9.15 p.m., she's returning from checking on her own kids. She sees a man crossing the road at the corner by the McCann's apartment. And he was carrying a small child with light-colored PJs and was barefoot. So,
0: okay. That's a great lead.
1: Right. At 10 p.m., also, Martin Smith and his family also... I think they were coming back from... I think they were coming back from The Night Crush. Okay. Um, They saw saw a man carrying a child in PJ's, blonde, sleeping, Madeline's age. (gasps) Now, Robert Murat, he was a local resident who lived in Casa Liliana, which was in the middle of the Ocean Club setup. It's like one of the few residential homes that are literally smack in the middle of this resort. It's like literally... 200 yards ish away from the from the mccann apartment um he they somebody asked him to look around the garden and at his house uh there was absolutely nothing he had a conversation with an english guy over his fence who told him that they were looking for a missing little girl and Robert suggested that he go help with translation because I believe he's from England. He's from somewhere in the UK. He has an accent, and but he also speak spoke Portuguese. So he was like offering mm. to help with uh, translating because, of course, all of the yeah. police they all speak Portuguese not a oh, lot of them speak that made english everything way more difficult yeah oh yeah like the guy mm. goncarlo the guy that um is like that was the chief investigator he does not speak english he only mm. speaks portuguese so <laughs> it was super helpful that robert was like i'm i'll come translate for you so sure. may 4th the next day the McCants went to Portimao to give their statements they stressed their that their friend Jane Tanner saw a man crossing the street holding a child in PJs and they believed that she had been taken. They were interviewed separately. So Jerry and Kate, they were interviewed separately. And Kate was asked if there were if this was their first time in Portugal. And she made a comment along the lines like, yes, but this will absolutely be our last time here and the cop who was interviewing her did not like that at all ooh. he was very offended by her saying that
0: ooh she, she said
1: that because she was in, i mean obviously she's devastated and she's like yeah. what the fuck is going on but she was horrified by the lack of police presence right. and the lack of their efforts as to what they were doing i mean it took them 4 hours to get there yeah so wow gong um recalls having to tell kate um to quote take it easy we'll do everything that we can to find her because i guess she was just flipping out at this point which is understandable god,
0: i would be too yeah
1: oh yeah me too i don't i oh, don't know god. how i would even be able to form a, a coherent sentence if i was no going idea. through this especially in a foreign country
0: yes like- can you imagine how <laughs> horrifying no. Oh my god no way yeah
1: Mm -mm. So after 24 hours, the McCann's make their first TV appearance on the news. Um, All you saw was absolute despair in their faces. They just looked so incredibly sad. They asked that anyone with information, no matter how trivial, came forward. And Kate was holding Madeline's little stuffy, which I believe they called Cuddle Cat. Oh, that's
0: awesome.
1: This will come into play later also. Okay. So she's been missing for two days. They come back on the news that night asking again for anyone with information to come forward. Three days missing. No official statements have been made from police. No updates. No leads. Absolutely nothing. By this point, Mm -hmm. the street in front of the Ocean Resort is absolutely flooded i mean like you could not get through because it is flooded with reporters from everywhere Mm. internationally within three days there's media from all of these countries in the uk there's media from spain there's all the media from portugal there's tons of media from like ireland and and england all over the uk this had blown up in a matter of days because it's an english kid or British kid. Is that not the same thing? But like it's this English little blonde white girl who has gone missing mm-hmm. in a foreign country and mm-hmm. it blew up. I mean it was just a sea of people and cameras wow. in front of the resort. And Giancarlo says the people deserve to know that the police are doing something, but our judicial framework in criminal and procedural procedural terms is based on secrecy. He create, this creates a safeguard um, for the investigation to find the truth. So what he means by this is that they actually have a privacy law (coughs) In Portugal, that while there is an ongoing investigation, everybody involved is basically sworn to secrecy. And if you Mm. come out and say something to the media or release information in regards that's integral to the investigation you can spend time in jail for it because in their you mind
0: fucking you're crazy yeah. isn't that crazy yes in,
1: in their mind based on this law if you're releasing integral information to an investigation you're jeopardizing the results of the investigation so literally everything in regards to any sort of criminal investigation in portugal is classified until it's Hmm. over so there everybody involved is literally just like sworn to secrecy you cannot say anything or else you could spend time in jail wow so he put it very eloquently but it's very straightforward it's like you don't say fucking anything so everyone um especially the reporters are questioning and suspicious as to why the cops have had have said absolutely nothing they haven't even gone on the media to be like yes there is a child missing
0: they haven't said
1: anything so gonzalo says that it's solely to not jeopardize the investigation and um one of the really integral parts of this that is just so unfortunate is that cctv was extremely rare in portugal outside of like gas stations but there was a gas station where a female worker says that she saw a woman and a child um matching the description just a few hours after madeline's disappearance several Mm -hmm. reports of potential sightings within the first 72 hours three days and still no solid information from the cops publicly i mean they weren't even publicly giving a description of her so that people could look for her holy you know what i mean
0: that's insane
1: like and and at this point all that anybody knew was that she was missing and that was because her parents had gone on the media and been like hey our kid's missing please help us Mm. so 40 is missing
0: fucking people there you would think like let's at least give a description so everybody can keep an eye out which of course
1: like of course um the mccanns had like pictures of her like whatever but the cops never came out and gave an official statement saying this is how old she is she's blonde she's Mm. this uh, however many inches tall she weighs this much she's got a birthmark in her eye and
0: oversight jesus christ
1: there was just nothing to that was officially given by somebody within the government nationally you know Mm. it was just her parents um, so forty is missing at this time of the year the The population in Pride to Luz actually triples because of tourism. So it goes from four hundred thousand to one and a half million. and wow. Pride to Luz is actually not big. It's a small place <clears throat> so. Not only are we dealing with a missing child, but we're dealing with a missing child in a population that's triple the size that it normally is. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah. Which makes it that much more difficult. And the GNR is a very small police department with limited resources and limited knowledge of these types of cases. Most of their crimes were literally stopping drugs from coming uh, from Morocco. That's that's basically what they focused on because they had like a large drug problem. I don't know, they said it was marijuana, was was which is what they were dealing with, was a lot of weed coming from Morocco. Mm. That was like 80% of the crimes that they dealt with and pride to lose. So the PJ was so slow that they took their, uh, their sweet-ass time setting up roadblocks, car checks, notifying borders, airports, all of that. Footage actually shows a couple of the cops sitting in their cars for 40 minutes because it was raining Because and they were at the Spain border hours after madeline had disappeared and they weren't stopping cars and in
0: this footage oh my god they
1: literally were sitting in their cars for 40 minutes because they didn't want to get rained on bitch Footage of these cops sitting in their cars at the Spain border. You see this typical white kidnapper van with blacked out windows. <gasps> you better right. stop it right now.
0: Shut up. Oh my God. Oh, that's I swear to God. Off. Oh my God. Oh my literal God. What the fuck? I, I swear. wish a cop would do that kind of shit. Oh my God. So but
1: I know it's irritating. It. So the police, they finally make a statement, and they finally give the description of a person of interest, a white man, 5'10", medium build, possibly holding a child. This is based off of what Jane Tanner said that she saw. Okay. So a sketch artist is brought in to use Jane's description and her recollection of what she saw. And one shop owner was shown the picture that the sketch artist drew and says, quote, it was an oval with hair on it. No eyes, no mouth, no definitive features, no definable features, nothing. And I've seen the picture of the sketch. It is literally the shape, the outline of like the shape of somebody's face. With like wisp hair and then hair on this, that's it. Oh my it has God. no eyes, no mouth, no, no. Nu- it looks like something that like a seven year old child started drawing and then stopped.
0: Oh my God. Mm, this pisses me off. I bit. know it's
1: incredibly frustrating. Mm. Um, Kate texted a friend saying that she had absolutely no faith in the Portuguese police. And she asked her friend to reach out to their connections in England for help. Because again, they're doctors. So they've got some kind of connections in England and she's asking her friend to reach out to her connects. Goncalo says that um, it was a quote premature and, it was premature for them to reach out for help in England and the kidnapper would now know that they're after him because okay. they reached out for help. Okay. Okay. The McCann's, they asked people to look for the birthmark that Madeline had in her right eye. I don't know exactly what it's called.
0: I've but seen it. It's it. in her iris. It, yeah. I it's, yeah. It's like a
1: little mark in her iris and it's very noticeable if you're like kind yeah. of up close. Mm-hmm. So um Goncalo he says that this is a quote death mark and making this information public
0: puts like oh my god puts
1: the child at risk.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Which I think is just really ridiculous because, to me, it's like, okay, this is a notable feature of this child who's missing so that people can, like...
0: And it's a pre-existing one. It has nothing to do with the crime. I mean, it was there before the crime happened. So a death mark is stupid.
1: Yeah, he was basically saying, like, well, if there was any chance of you getting her back you know now she's got a hit on her head because you release that like super identifying mark about her Mm. so yeah Mm -hmm. the mccann's Mm -hmm. outlook was that the more publicity that they got the better and the more chance of getting her back that they had which is understandable i feel like i would feel the same way Mm -hmm. so on mother's day kate makes a statement thanking the local community and asking for continued prayers um the local police step up step up their efforts because of pressure from the international media five 150 detectives brought in um roadblocks were finally set up dogs like sniffer dogs whatever they're finally brought in police conference they believe That Madeline was abducted so they say in a police conference that they believe that Madeline was abducted police say that they were looking into British and German pedophiles uh, (laughs) that they know of that had came there and were in on the sex offenders database so that's what they were looking into okay eight days missing Robert Murat he was said to be engaging um but just unusual
0: Hmm. a lot
1: of the media people were like they raised an eyebrow at this guy and people say that he was just always there he was always around Hmm. but um he claims that he was just helping people with translation and you know, some of the media was like, he acted as if he was some sort of like self-appointed liaison for the McCann's mm, like, that he is appointed, suspicious. Yeah. Like he appointed himself to be like a spokesperson for them. And like I said, many of the media reporters found him just weird.
0: Sure.
1: And Robert said that he had to tell one of the photographers to stop taking pictures of him. And a female reporter told him that it was okay. Okay. Um, And Robert was like, no, it's not okay because he's taking pictures of me and I don't know why. Like, this isn't about me. And Robert also says, I went to dinner one night and that's when I realized that I was being followed. And he says that he called the lead investigate investigator on the case and said, quote, I'm being followed. And if you want to talk, I'm right here. He drove to the PJ office because he's being followed by this car. Sure. And so he calls him up because nobody's answering the door. And he's like, listen, if you want to talk to me, you don't have to follow me. I'm right here. Like open the door. Yeah. We can talk, whatever. Sure. And the, the investigator from the PJ is like, Oh no, 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 it's not us. Like, don't worry about it. It's not us and it must be the journalist so he says that he left the pj office and actually chased the car that was following him at first and he, he got the registration or like the license plate from the car and he called the pj back to report that information to the pj and they said no 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 it's not us um and the we're going to send the lead cop out and, to meet you for a drink and he's like okay no problem okay two officers come to meet him for this drink and Robert says that he thinks that they were trying to get him shit face drunk like he says <gasps> they were trying to get him pissed drunk that was Gee. his
0: <laughs> Ooh, to okay. like I
1: guess get some sort of information out of yeah. him
0: You're but sure. the thing is, but mm. the thing is
1: is that Robert doesn't drink so he mm. had a cup of coffee. And Goncala says that once suspicion arose from the female journalists who reported Robert, um, they had a surveillance team following Robert. They even scanned his house with radar without him knowing to see how many people were in the house. And the next morning they called Robert saying that they had a breakthrough and that they needed him to translate and so he he said he just rolled out of bed he wasn't even awake yet he rolled out of bed put clothes on went to the gate of his house and boom they raided his house <gasps> they just like raided him
0: shady oh my yeah. god what is going on it's
1: crazy So also, again, his house is only like 200 yards from where Madeline had disappeared. The media, they're still in front of the apartment where Madeline went missing. They get wind of what's going on and they all take (laughs) off down the street. Oh, my. Running to to Robert's house. Get him. And there was actually information that came out that. I guess people found this even more suspicious about Robert is that he was going through a divorce. He had a wife and he had an Mm. almost two year old daughter at the time, but they were back in the UK. The house that he was staying at Casa Liliana, that was his mom's house. So he was going through a divorce in the UK has an almost two year old daughter. And he moved to Portugal to live with his mom because of all of this, I guess.
0: Okay. This is so interesting. Mm.
1: Right. So they raid his house, they take him to the PJ headquarters, and basically he says that they wanted him to confess. Robert says that it felt very threatening that they told him that he was guilty, that his time was up, that the more he said that he hadn't done anything, the more that they said that he lied. And he said that he felt like he was being set up. Mm. He was named an official suspect which in portugal it's called called arguido, which just means you're an official suspect it doesn't mean that you're guilty it doesn't mean that you're under arrest yet because it's like we don't have enough enough information to arrest you but like we you are the person that we have our eye on and we're gonna make it public knowledge that you are the main suspect
0: Basically. oh now it's public knowledge yes What the fuck okay yes. this is getting weird i'm weirded out hmm. so let's see
1: he uh, he was named an official suspect but released without any evidence his release didn't mean that he wasn't involved solely that there wasn't enough information to or evidence to arrest him this was the first and only development in the case so far Hmm. So, with that, the media just grasped at it, and police are briefing the media on the updates about the investigation um into Robert because they're they desperately wanted it to be him so that they could Sound really like be it. over with this. Yes, and they could get back to the tourism of Praia De Luz because at this point like. they're mm-hmm. fucking wasting money, they're losing mm-hmm. money.
0: It's not good for them, uh, exactly. Uh so um wow wow that is so his
1: cousin so robert's cousin owned a hotel in the area and his brother in law also owned a home in the area both of those places were searched Mm. found nothing
0: nothing oh my god
1: i'm gonna go pee really quick before i keep Mm, going good
0: take your time all right do you want me to read the numerology (laughs) thing now or she left I'm going to go ahead and look up the numerology thing. Oh my phone died. God. Guys, I want to know what you guys think so far. I was going to go ahead and show the numerology chart that I have to read at the end of this that Cosima so lovingly wrote for us. It is actually an in-depth chart for Madeline so that we can get to know her a little bit better on a numerology standpoint. And I think you guys will enjoy that. So if you're interested in that, stick around. But this is fucking crazy, right? I mean what i i'm just so confused about the fact that they're not sharing anything about the you know like how we can find madeline how we can possibly search for her especially with everybody the influx of people coming in at that time you would think that somebody would have passed by or seen nothing it's insane here comes sam just disappointing the portugal police is suspicious i have returned Hi, I missed you. Hi.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, 13 days since Madeline's been missing. I'm guessing this guy's name is Sergey. Because um, mm. I can't fucking pronounce his last name. He's Russian. So, he's got a very um, complicated Could last name. Sergey. So, yeah, it's like Sergey or Sergey. Serge. He um, built a website for Robert. And he was told that a news station wanted to interview him. So he did it. And this raised suspicion for the police. So they approached him, which Sergey says that they took his phone and his keys, threw him in the back of a black car. And when asked who they were, they said the police, but they never showed any identification to prove who they were and what? all the questions that he asked were completely ignored for hours they were he they had him in the car just kind of like driving around and they were waiting from a from the word from the judge to be able to search his apartment which is why they wouldn't literally answer anything that he said
0: for goodness sakes And literally on That's literally so all weird. this
1: guy did He knew Robert. He had a business that he built websites. He was like a computer engineer guy. He
0: built a web. Right.
1: He fixed computers and he built built websites. So he built a website for Robert and the media got wind that he also lived in Portugal and he knew who he was. And so the media wanted to talk to him. And he did. And he was like, all I know is that we have a customer relationship with each other. I don't know anything about this. And the police were like, oh, you talk to the to the media about him. So you're suspicious. That's fucking crazy. Yep. But so when they started searching his apartment, he was like, listen, I work on computers. I have my clients computer stuff in my apartment. I've got like 20 something computers in my apartment that are not mine, Mm. but they had a warrant to search his apartment and there's not really much that he can do to prove that these computers are not his. Oh, they're just in your apartment. He is fucked. Mm. So the McCann's, they spoke out and said that they believe that Madeline was safe and that's how they continued on with all of this. Um, they asked Sergey a bunch of questions about Robert and he was just a customer to him. So he had like no, he had no information. He had nothing to tell them. And he said, again, that the police were really aggressive. They asked about a phone call that in the, in Robert's call records says that Robert called Sergey at 1230 AM on the day that madeline went missing shut up shut up oh my god oh my god okay neither one of them recall this call ever happening neither one of them neither one of them remembered this call happened. of course and robert actually says that it it was probably a pocket dial like it must have been his phone in his pocket Mm. he says that he was you know running around trying to help uh, with translation and everybody is like frantic about all of this stuff going on with Madeline and that maybe he pocket dialed him. Boy. Yeah. That's incriminating to me. That's the yeah. nail in the coffin for me. <laughs> so with Sergey, they let him go because they had no evidence. They took a bunch of computers and 27 CD-ROMs from his house. Wow. They, there were allegations made about the CD-ROMs now this is unclear the only thing that sergey would say about what was found was quote pornography Um. but he refused to elaborate on that so i don't have Mm. any other information as to what was found but yeah Mm. um so there were allegations made about that but because there were so many clients property mixed in with everything that they took from the apartment um it it was not able to be proved if it was his or not and it's again not clear if there was something criminal about what was found on the cd-rom or not okay he just he would not expand on it at all. So lots of political pressure from the Portuguese police because at this point the British prime minister and the government and the police departments are becoming involved in this case. The Portuguese police they wanted to handle all of this alone. They didn't want any help. They didn't want them involved and the PJ started getting hit with criticism internationally because they did not they didn't do anything. They weren't yeah. doing anything. And they did not like it. When they were being talked down upon, it pissed them off. They did not like it at all. And it it very quickly became an our cops are better than your cops. And our cops know what to do. And your cops don't. And it very quickly became into that. And mm-hmm. it became a media began smearing not only the police as a whole but also specific people like Goncalo and wow. it created serious resentment within the people who were supposed to be leading this investigation so, lovely right
0: that's exactly that makes what we everything need everything's so much better so oh, mm. much better so much better wow that's just 50 days Have
1: gone by. Madeline's been missing for 50 days. They do the McCann's, they did a balloon release at the beach. 50 Mm -hmm. balloons each with a picture of Madeline attached to it. Balloon releases at this point happen all over the world because people Mm. were totally taken over by this case. Kate and Jerry couldn't make a single move without being literally swarmed by the media. Mm. They hopped on a private jet provided by some bigwig i think his name is Brian Kennedy i think that's who gave them. no 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 it's the guy guy who owns top shop or whatever oh. literally provided them with a um with a private jet and they basically went on a tour To talk about Madeline and to keep her story in the news. They went to Amsterdam. They went to Madrid. They went to Morocco. They went on like a press tour. Wow. Which a lot of people thought was fucking
0: weird. Crazy girl. They had
1: one advisor tell them to treat this as a political campaign. Because the more you talked about it, the more that you kept her information and shit in the news, the more likely she was to come home. That's okay. that I that mean, was it the makes
0: sense. Yeah. The parents I mean, are definitely not off my suspect suspect list at all no. because of how this started. You know? Right. Weird.
1: And they while this on this tour, while they were on this tour, they even went and saw the Pope. Like they went to the Vatican oh City God. and went and saw the Pope. Huh. Um their tour was called the quote road show that's what the media called it was like the mccann (sighs) road show um this was met with a lot of raised eyebrows and a lot of hostility because a lot of people just thought it was fucking weird and this is when everybody starts to be like um and start pointing the finger to be like well maybe you guys were involved in this because Uh, y'all this is just strange so they obviously say that they have absolutely no involvement. The media in Portugal begins to shift, becoming more critical of the case and why it's still headlining. Because they, in, at this time, there was a lot of children that were going missing and they're like, why is this still in the news when like our local children can't even be in the news this long when they go missing? So they started getting hit right. with like a lot of... That's so true. Very That's strange. True. Yeah. Um, So a lot of local people were really frustrated with the McCann's because it's like, why do y'all get this attention and our kids don't? Right. Right. So... Some media believe that it's because the McCann's are white, they have money, they're doctors, they're from the UK, and if this was a Portuguese kid that was missing, they wouldn't have anywhere near this kind of coverage, they wouldn't have the resources, they wouldn't have the money to to do anything of what they were doing for Madeline. It
0: is weird, yeah. Yeah.
1: So this is when we really start to see lots of mixed feelings from the media from the locals for literally everybody mm-hmm. portuguese people they're mad about not nearly the same amount of funds resources media attention how none of none of that is given to local missing children like i said still there's a bunch of leads coming in about potential sightings and literally like 99 of them are absolute nonsense um only the only semi-valid lead was the sighting at the gas station the day that madeline went missing and the couple who says that they saw her and that they that she matched the description says that um when they saw her, she said, quote, can we see mummy now? Like the, like with the UK accent, like, can we see mummy now? Like that. Okay. Which raised an eyebrow. Right. Um, So after returning to their hotel, that's when they saw Madeline on the TV. I think it was a couple of days later. And they said that they knew it was her because this happened literally the day the day of or day after that she went missing so they see this little girl at the gas station matches mm. the description of Madeline has the accent is asking to see her mom but they didn't know about it until until it was put in the media oh and my and so God. they <clears throat> they said that their reports to local police were shoved off like they didn't care. And because of the delay in the PJ involvement, the gas station had no reason to keep the CCTV footage from that day. So they recorded oh over it. Shut up. Because oh solely because of the police delay.
0: Oh, my literal fucking Jesus Christ, which is wow.
1: incredibly frustrating because I believe that mm. this was the one chance that they had to figure out who she was with and and go from there. This yes. was the one chance for them to have an actual physical picture of who she was fucking with.
0: Literally everything that could go wrong in this case is happening. Like, it's like, are you? Wow. OK, it's, it's terrible happening. Yeah. hmm
1: so now we're going to get into a a company called seop which stands for child exploitation and online protection center (laughs) the leader his name is jim gamble and this organization was used to count they use counterterrorism methods to find exploited children so that's what they did and um jim the guy who runs this place he got a call saying that jerry wanted to visit Seop and Jim said that he needed reassurance or assurance that Jerry was not a suspect in this case for him to come to see up and have a meeting. Mm. And he was given that. And he says that Jerry came for a meeting. And he said that the first time that they met, he actually didn't like Jerry. He said that he was very cold. He lacked empathy. He seemed very controlled and controlling. Mm. And Goncalo actually says that Jerry was controlling that. He knows how to quote, dominate others. And, um, He maintains his pose very well, and it's rare to catch him off balance. Mm. So, June 7th, an article called Pact of Silence was published, and it was Written by a journalist by the name of Felicia Cabrita. And she was a very famous journalist in Portugal for reporting on pedophilia. There was a pedophilia case that she reported on and it blew up. I mean, she, oh, was played, no. she played a big hand in like tearing down a pedophile ring in Portugal. Wow. So she, she was her like, her. The, yeah, she so. was like a top journalist in Portugal. And she writes this article called Pact of Silence. So, of course, everybody wanted to read it because everybody knew who the fuck she was. And she wrote this article and highlighted key contradictions of the McCann story. Mm. That was the point of this article. So here are the things that she highlighted in this Article. There was actually little to no visibility of the apartment from the Tapas restaurant. Definitely no visibility of the room for of that the kids were staying in. Like there's no way that like the you couldn't see the window of the room that the kids were staying in. But in general, there was little to no visibility of the apartment that they were staying in because of, because of the hedge that was in front. Um, she also highlighted how they not only how the, how the media only focused on Madeline and not on the potential of the parents being involved when statistically missing children are abducted by somebody close to them. Mm. So um, mm. the parents' versions of timing of the checkups does not line up. Sometimes the adult friends would check on other adults, kids. Some said that they'd check through the window. Other would say that others would say that they would actually go into the room. Some said that they would actually go into the bedroom and look. And some said that they would just go to the door. And some said that they would just go to the window. Like it just wasn't matching up. Mm -hmm. If the adults were leaving to check on their kids, every 20 to 30 minutes it literally would have been musical chairs it would have been so there was at least six adults each time that they went out to dinner one would sit down and then the next one would get back up and then one would sit back down and the next one would get back up it'd be over and over and over again at no point would you have everybody who's in the party at the table and that just That's, doesn't seem
0: yeah yep. realistic yes
1: so 24 hours after the original timeline of the one that they gave police of when they said like they got to the restaurant and then they went and checked and then somebody else went and checked and then Kate went back to the room 24 hours after they put out their original timeline to police they revised it they sat down with all their friends and revised the timeline oh Uh uh-huh okay in jerry's first statement this one was damning okay in jerry's first statement he said that he came to check on the kids through the front door of the apartment which he was he
0: the back door i remember
1: this bitch <laughs> so in his first statement he said he came through the front door which was locked that's what he said in his first statement. But in his second statement. He said that he went through the back door. That he intentionally left.
0: left unlocked. unlocked. Yes. What Which, the fuck.
1: Two totally opposite different things. And listen. I can understand being a jumbled mess. When your kid is fucking missing. But that is one thing that you are not going to fuck up.
0: Nope. Sorry. Mm, 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 and.
1: Mm. Kate also said in her statement while looking for Madeline, she peeked under the bed, which would have been absolutely impossible because the mattress went all the way to the floor. So <sighs> there was no peeking under the bed because there was no under the bed, but Why she said you, in
0: her that. Okay.
1: That's weird. I don't know. She, but she said that she looked under the bed. She She peeked under the bed to see if Madeline was under there. And it's like,
0: there There is is no no under the bed (laughs) right that's suspicious as fuck yep so Mm.
1: 68 days that madeline's been missing robert morat is questioned again three of the adults from uh, for three of the adults from the mccann group are there and all of them say that they saw robert near or around the apartment the night that Madeline went missing. And he said that he was, that was not true. And he says people who do know him and the police were there that night and can vouch and testify that he was not around the apartment. <laughs> like, like, it's just the three McCann friends who are like, We saw you, we know it was you. It, very strange. That's so weird.
0: And Bad. Jane
1: Tanner, the lady who had the sketch done because she supposedly saw a man carrying a child. Her statement about, about what she saw eventually became uncredible because of the detail um that she continued to add. Over time, into her story, mm. at one point even she said that she might have known the guy, uh, what he looked like, what he was wearing, like. So her story just ended up becoming, and in- incredible because she kept adding things to it, <laughs> which it's like if these things were true, you would have told us that from the jump. These parents are suspicious as fuck. Yeah. So at this point, um, oh, the Pact of Silence article highlighted all the inconsistencies and basically everything that we knew about the case at this point was completely not credible. So at this point, again, back to square one, we have absolutely nothing. We have absolutely no evidence. And at this point, police believe that there is an alliance to protect somebody, an alliance in the McCann group of friends they think that oh, somebody is like protecting it. somebody that's exactly
0: where my brain was going
1: uh-huh mm-hmm. there was a shift in how the McCann's were regarded in the media um the PJ got hold of McCann uh and their friends emails and their phone calls and their call logs mm-hmm. and um They destroyed crucial evidence in this case. They had 20 plus people in and out of the apartment before the cops even got there, which was four hours later, the shutters were found open. But when they, like when they first went into the room and saw that Madeline was gone, the shutters were supposedly open, but Jerry closed them and then somebody else reopened it and then closed them again. (sighs) Like, Nothing about the room was as Kate described it when she walked in and saw that Madeline was gone. Mm. Um, so nothing was as she described it. Um, the only fingerprint that was found was Kate's right palm print on the window, as if she had, like, it was a sliding window, so it was like yeah. as if she had, as if she had, um opened it i believe it was very well and this is when kate and jerry were starting to be looked at as suspects so 89 days missing portuguese police finally take up offers from the british police for help they bring in a cadaver dog and they bring in a blood sniffing dog so two different dogs one dog Mm. is specifically to sniff for dead bodies, yeah. decomposing bodies, and the other dog is taught specifically to sniff only for human blood, not animal blood, not dead bodies, mm-hmm. just human blood, nothing else. Okay. So Goncalo says that Jerry was scared of the dog's coming. Mm. Also, this guy Goncalo, I I am pretty sure I'm saying his name incorrectly and I'm it, I'm sorry. Um but he not a good guy very biased and not a good dude so anything really that he has to say about kate and jerry i don't believe Mm. but he says that jerry was scared for the dogs to come so the cadaver dog was brought in first to the apartment, by the way. He yeah. was brought in first, and he had an, an immediate behavior change when he entered into the apartment. He was very tense, um, and he alerted in the bedroom. <gasps> the Yeah, of the parents' bedroom. <gasps> oh, doggies never <laughs> lie, bitch. And he also alerted behind the living room couch. Oh, the blood dog also alerted, I believe, in the bedroom. Oh. But the main thing was that fucking cadaver dog. Mm. So, three days into the dogs being there, they were taken to the villa that the McCann parents had moved to because. They had basically like taped off the apartment that Madeline had gone missing from and moved them to a different villa in the resort. So they took the dogs to that villa that the McCann's were staying in while all of this investigating is going on. And the cadaver dog alerted to Madeline's Stuffy, her little cuddle cat oh my god
0: oh my god so oh the one god. that kate
1: had literally been seen in every time that she was in the media she was holding this little stuffed cat
0: shut up right? i now, swear she to god was involved. Ah! oh my god stop it oh my I god swear. i believe the dogs wholeheartedly on the bible i swear to god girl <laughs> scout honor <clears throat> i believe them
1: The only Mm. thing with the dogs is that it's not submissible
0: evidence in court I know, god damn it! Fucking dogs never lie, bitch. If my dog doesn't like you, I automatically know you're a bad person. Mm. True. Unless it's Woody, because Woody's an asshole. Yeah, Woody's just a dickhead.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, the PJ, at this point, they make a statement saying that Madeline could be dead because of the cadaver dogs. Right. which, Which... Really was y'all shouldn't have done that. Y'all have been so like, don't put anything in the media, blah blah blah. And then now you're no. like, oh, she's Start probably that. dead. Yeah, <laughs> that's nice. Real so 90 days missing, they do a car search. They have Robert Murat's car, the for all of the friends of the McCann's, they've got their cars. They've got the McCann car, the rental car. So there's like several, there's several cars that they park in a parking garage each with like five spaces in between each car and they bring in the dogs okay and he the dog trainer said that he had no idea whose car was who
0: oh and the
1: dog went car by car by car and both dogs alert to the mccann driver's side front door cease cease and one of the, one of them also alerted to the trunk and like <gasps> the boot of the car
0: oh my mm-hmm. god
1: so this was the turning point in how the case was being perceived by the public. The public took box or the police took boxes of the McCann's belongings to a different location and they deployed the dogs again. So they like laid, they had boxes of the McCann stuff, a lot of clothes really. Yeah. And they like laid them out one by one, a bunch of different clothes and shit in this big room. And they deployed the dogs again. And the cadaver dog alerted to clothes and they were mainly kate's clothes shut up yeah
0: oh my god this is the pj
1: they start doing an in-depth forensic testing of material that they collected from the living room where the cadaver dog alerted and the Mm -hmm. boot of the car they sent it to the uk for dna analysis so they had like cut up a piece of the carpet from the living room, and they had taken a piece of like the carpeting from inside of the, the trunk of the car for DNA analysis, right? Okay. So a newspaper leaked the information that Kate and Jerry were being investigated for murdering mm-hmm. Madeline. But they also said that a syringe was found and they sta- That's when they started the rumor that supposedly Kate and Jerry drugged Madeline and <gasps> accidentally OD'd her. This was completely unfounded. Whoa, there, was, okay. there was no syringe ever found.
0: Okay. Okay. But
1: this is where the rumor started that they drugged her. She OD'd. And then they disposed of her body.
0: Mm.
1: However, it's important to note that within the first five to six hours of Madeline being missing, all of the people that were in and out of that room, the 20 plus people that were in and out of that apartment, while all of this is going on, the screaming, the yelling, the crying, the howling, that even witnesses say that they heard, the twins the young the the like two-year-old twins yeah. that were madeline's siblings they stayed asleep through the entire thing no kidding what so this played in this is really suspicious to me that is this played into the drugging thing yeah yeah where yes. they're like did you maybe you really did drug your kids maybe you didn't use a syringe because there was not actually a syringe found but like i i got my eye on you now for real for real. yeah so goncalo says that kate spent all night checking the twins breathing (gasps) and everyone was suspicious of them giving calpel which is a medicine that is uh, for fever or for pain, but it's also for sleeping. Mm. I guess it's kind of like Benadryl. Makes you sleep, sleep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like the whole night where all of this is going on that Madeline went missing, Kate is also making sure that she's checking the twins' breathing constantly.
0: Weird.
1: Yeah. Mm. So the police's theory is that it was an accidental death, that they hid her body, um, The DNA initial results, initial results, this is important, sent from the UK to Portugal, the supervisor who interpreted the translated reports removed. OK, so it came they they wrote the reports in English. Yeah. They translated them to Portuguese. OK. They sent them to the PJ in Portugal. OK. They have this one cop. Who it was his job to write up a a, like a a report on the report, like write up a summary about the report. He removed all of the cautionary caveats that are like, don't go public with this information yet. This is only the initial report. This is not indicative of the final findings of this dna analysis don't talk about this basically he removed all of that shit from the reports and like the urgency to wait for the final reports before you do anything else Mm -hmm. he took all of that out and gave it to his superiors jesus who then leaked the information to the media
0: Oh my god
1: Which said that there was a 70 To 90% chance Of blood that was matching Madeline's (gasps) from The apartment and in the car
0: Ooh Mm -hmm. Mm.
1: So 126 days Missing Kate went to be Interviewed at the PJ The media was you know Flooded the streets Because they were tipped off by the police
0: Mm-hmm. Nobody
1: should have known that she was going nope. there but the police tipped them off. So she came with a media spokesperson and an attorney. She was questioned for about 11 hours and she said that they were very aggressive. Police mm-hmm. offered her a plea bargain. They basically told her admit to concealing a body or you're going to risk being hit with a harder um harder charges yeah. and harder consequences
0: the next day hours, dude Jesus. yeah Ooh.
1: the next day she was required back at the pJ and knew that she was gonna be um she knew that she was going to be named an arguido or a mm. suspect suspect she she knew it was gonna happen she was questioned again but she, at this point she declined to answer anything that they asked her after the way that they were super aggressive with her even with her attorney there she was like i'm i already know what's gonna happen I'm not answering these questions so she just said nothing police suggested that kate was mainly responsible for madeline's death or disappearance
0: Mm, something
1: and then jerry showed up to be questioned um guancalo remembers jerry saying something along the lines of i don't see anything here that's going to help me find my daughter like them asking all of these questions to jerry he's like how is this helping finding my daughter because this is irrelevant
0: yeah
1: and Um, Jerry was also announced as a formal suspect when he was leaving Felicia the journalist who wrote the pact of silence she says that I don't know what happened to Madeline I do know this I liked this statement I don't know what happened to Madeline I do know that many nights she was abandoned and on Mm -hmm. that night at that night she was alone and that's the point. Bingo. And I was like, that's it right there. That's it. So, um,
0: <sighs> mm. I like her.
1: 129 cool. days missing. This is right after both of them had been questioned right after both of them have been named formal suspects. They left Portugal and everybody's like, now you're really guilty because mm. throughout this whole time, the only time that you left Portugal was to go on your little roadshow tour thingy.
0: Yeah.
1: And now, (coughs) you've been made official suspects in this case, and two days later, you're leaving? Mm -hmm. Like, everybody's like, that is really suspicious because y'all want to have, if y'all are going to get arrested, y'all want to have to be indicted back and make it take a long time. So, everybody, mm-hmm. especially the locals, thought that this was really damning that they left back to the UK. Oh, definitely. And yeah. this was the first time that they had been back to their actual home since Madeline had been missing. Almost 130 days. Wow. They had not stepped foot back into their house. But actual all of home. a sudden,
0: they got to go right now. Okay. Right right now so mm.
1: rogerio Alves um is kate and jerry's attorney in portugal he was hired by brian kennedy who was a rich businessman he was watching the case in the uk and he felt compelled to help them believed that they were not guilty brian kennedy actually is very involved with the mccanns now he's just a really wealthy guy who was following the case really closely and so he hired this attorney rogerio Alves, um in portugal for the mccanns Now, Martin Smith, he's the guy who says that he saw a man carrying a child in PJs near the Ocean Club on the night that Madeline went missing. Mm -hmm. He sees footage of the McCann's getting off of the plane when they land in the UK. Right? They left Mm -hmm. Portugal. Their private jet lands in the UK. And not Madeline. Kate and Jerry are getting off of this Mm -hmm. private jet. Each one of them holding a twin because they still have the twins and he says that he sees the footage of them coming off of the airplane and he said that's the guy that i saw that night
0: (gasps) because he saw because
1: he saw him holding one of the twins coming down the steps of the private set and he said that's exactly what i saw damn
0: (laughs) in the coffin (laughs) oh my god Ooh, that's That's spicy. That's some spicy tea.
1: So he said that he was 60 to 80% sure that it that's who he saw in his sworn statement that it was Jerry.
0: Damn, sure. damn. So 140 Ooh. days is since
1: Madeline has been missing and Rogerio goes to the UK to meet the McCann's. And he says that he believes that they are grieving parents. He says that he believes that straight off the bat, just from meeting them from the first time, just solely by how they were acting. And he agreed to represent them um, after that meeting. And the local people literally hated him for agreeing to represent him to to resent them, present them. Oh my God. Local people hated him. For agreeing to represent them to the point where like he literally got spat on in public
0: mm.
1: by local people in portugal mm. 150 days since madeline's been missing september 10th guancalo's deputy releases a nine page report which would become the base of the case against the McCanns. and the highlights from that nine page report is that the dna evidence which was still the initial report, not the final report. Mm -hmm. The dog alerts, the inconsistencies of the McCann's statements and stories and their friends' statements Mm -hmm. and stories. And with that, they conclude everyone's lying. When the PJ was about to submit their report to the magistrate to be able to charge the McCann's with, a murder, the disappearance of Madeline. They literally wrote this nine-page report. They're getting ready to take it to the magistrate so that they can indict the McCanns back to Portugal and get them in jail. They get the final DNA results back from the UK. And it comes back inconclusive. So they have no scientific evidence yes. at all. They have the dog alerts, but now their DNA results the actual final results are inconclusive and it said mm. that it was it was too complex it was too meager it was too too much um to be able to decipher ex- if it was actually madeline's Damn. so there was not a single 100 percent match to madeline's dna no blood was confirmed identified through any of the um any of the samples. Goncalo says that it was pure manipulation of the results. Although the dogs alerted, the science could not back it up. Mm. So this means um, that there's no scientific evidence. So they can't use anything. Plus not to mention the car that the, that the McCann's were using was rented 25 days after Madeline went
0: missing. God damn it. Now, Juan
1: he thinks his theory still to this day is that Madeline was drugged, that she overdosed and that they took her body and put it in a refrigerator somewhere until they Maybe. rented until they rented the car. Then they put Madeline's body in the trunk and, and took her somewhere.
0: That's a good enough theory for me. I believe Where it.
1: the fuck are you going to put her body for 25 days and nobody you know, know about it? I
0: don't in know. In the deep freezer. I don't Fair. know. That's a good fucking point, okay? I don't know. But I don't know. A- this oh, seems- God, I want to blame these parents so bad. I know. I know. Mm. I know.
1: And he believes that the McCann's kept Madeline in a freezer until they got the car. So the sample from the boot of the car could keyword could have contained some of Madeline's DNA. It matches some points of her DNA profile, Mm. but not all of them to be able to, it doesn't match enough to be able to confirm that it's hers. It could have been DNA from up more than one person. It's unknown Mm. what bodily fluid it was, and it resulted in an inconclusive result. So in the boot of the car the sample needed to match 20 points to be able to be sure and say yes this is Madelines and it matched 15. Stop. God damn. This <laughs> case is so frustrating. Now. Wow. But the thing is is that this sounds really damning because 15 out of 20 that's that's a lot. That's a lot. But you also have to keep in mind that she's 50-50 her parents. And her right. siblings are, at, are also 50-50 their parents. Right. So it could have been DNA from Jerry. It could have been from Kate. So it could have been from either one of her siblings. And it also could have been from more than one person. Right. God damn. So 37 DNA components were in the first sample. That they took, meaning this could have been up to three different people's DNA. Okay. So there's no way that they would have been able – there's no way that you can split and be like, okay, this is belongs to one person, this belongs to another person, and this right. belongs to another right, person, right, right. and then we'll test those. Now I see it what just, you're saying about it being like
0: too much. Yeah.
1: Right. It just – it doesn't work like that, which mm-hmm. so is unfortunate. but It is unfortunate. So Martin Smith says that he saw Jerry McCann – Oh, Martin Smith saying that he saw Jerry Jerry McCann is debunked because too many other people saw him at the Ocean Club mm. at the time that he supposedly saw Jerry McCann. So that's bullshit. It's like you may have saw somebody, but it wasn't Jerry. It wasn't
0: him. Damn. God, this so, is really making
1: 100, Right, one hundred and fifty two days since Madeline's been missing. It's October second. Giancarlo is fired he's fired so the chief investigation officer in Portugal this guy that I told you is not a great guy he is fired the British prime minister at the time wanted him out because of the corruptions and his behavior Mm. and he says that the investigation ended the day that he was let go Um, his constant criticism of British police is what got him dismissed um a new chief investigator is brought in his name is paulo robello and on his first day he did a press conference um and he was asked if the mccans were still like Arguidos or the prime suspects <coughs> in the case and he said that that was purely speculation and all the lines of inquiry were still open mm. So be, he basically revoked their arguido status or their suspect status. Lucky. The new, got yeah, the new, the new chief investigator on his first day. Mm. Um, There was a sighting of a family in Atlas in the Atlas mountains, which was in Morocco with a child. Uh, oh, as a mom, and she had a child on her back. And this picture of this woman with the child on her back, child looks just like Madeline. Really? And so Brian Kennedy, the rich guy who's, like, helping the McCann's, he asked Kate if she wanted him to go, like, check it out and see what was going on. And she said, yeah. <coughs> so him and his son, Patrick, they went to Morocco to investigate. They were actually able to hunt down the exact woman from the picture. Really? and the child and it wasn't madeline so then a company called metodo three it is a private investigation company in spain they get involved with the case they send 20 to 25 people to portugal they set up an anonymous helpline for confidential tips about madeline to come through 177 days since madeline's been missing thousands of reports from 42 different countries have come in (laughs) the fbi artist that was hired to draw an actual picture not just an oval with hair on it uh, to draw an actual picture of the person that jane says that she saw carrying a child the day that madeline went missing she eventually gave up because Jane could not remember the guy's face. <laughs> so she drew a picture of a guy carrying a kid, still no face. It's literally just a guy like from like a side view and he has no face carrying a child. Jeez. And Julian, this guy works for the Matoto three, the, um, the like private investigation company. And Patrick, Brian Kennedy's son, they went into full-blown private investigator mode. They're chasing, um, they're chasing people, they're doing stakeouts, they're taking pictures, they're out there with binoculars, Mm. everything. They still find absolutely nothing. They have no leads. They have nothing to go off of. They also dug more into Robert Murat and Sergey, um, and Julian says that he started at um, a one hundred thousand dollar offer for Sergey to talk, and he went all the way up to five hundred thousand dollars. Wow. Sergey did not take the offer; he would not take the money. And Sergey's car ended up being set on fire.
0: It really? looked like
1: it looked like it was blown up huh and social on the
0: social.
1: right well and like even julian from a total three he was like i can't tell you everything that i did <gasps> and he like looks in the camera and he's like i can't tell you everything that <gasps> i did to try and to try and get information on this case Mm-mm-mm. and he was like yeah Mm-mm. and on the sidewalk next to sergey's car it in spray paint in red spa- spray paint was written fala which in portuguese means speak
0: really this yeah. is so interesting oh my God. Yeah.
1: julian says that he now he doesn't feel that robert murat or sergey had anything to do with madeline's disappearance um and patrick says that he does not Feel bad for anything that he did during this whole like private investigation stint he doesn't feel bad for anything he doesn't feel bad for anyone or anything except for jerry and kate hmm. so now we've got gail cooper she reported a strange man asking for money around the time that madeline went missing She lived on the beach and had this guy coming up to her door and knocking on her door, asking for donations to an orphanage in Praia de Luz. And there was a sketch done of this man. And this happened one week before the McCann's arrived. Ooh. And... A family who was staying in the apartment a week before they arrived also had a similar experience saying that there was some guy asking for donations for an orphanage. Hmm. There were four other reports of this, one of them even being on the day that Madeline went missing. Oh, my God. The thing is, here's the creepy thing. There is no orphanage, has never been no oh orphanage my
0: God. in
1: Praia Deleuze. Mm. So one report from a mom says that a man came to her door asking for donations for the orphanage. And she was standing at the door and her daughter was standing <gasps> in the house behind her. And he was fixated on her (gasps) daughter Ah! while while he's talking to her about asking for donations. So, she closes the door. He goes on his merry way. The next day, she's upstairs. She comes downstairs and the man is in her house (gasps) and standing behind her daughter in the living
0: room. What?
1: Yeah. And when he saw her come downstairs, he ran out the house and ran away.
0: Holy shit. It's him. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God.
1: Her daughter was three at the time, same age as Madeline. And this occurred literally right around the time that Madeline disappeared.
0: It's a sex ring.
1: Yeah. That's my opinion. That's my opinion, too. Exactly what Tony said. And Mm -hmm. I agree. So 224 days since Madeline's been missing Francisco Marco. He's the leader of Matoto three. He is the the big wig of this private investigation company. He goes out, he makes a public claim saying that they know who the kidnapper is. They know how they did it. They, and they were close to catching the kidnapper. All of this was completely false it was completely unfounded. So the guy Julian from Matoto Three, he's the actual only one person from Matoto three that was assigned to this case. He's the only one that was working on the McCann case. He's the only one that knew anything about the McCann case. they this is maddening. They, they didn't shit. want him anymore. They didn't want him anymore because it's like, why the fuck would you why the fuck would the guy go on the news and say that when it's. Yeah not true yeah and literally while this is all going on julian's been diving into the dark web and getting into like all these pedophile chats to try and gain trust in these like pedophile rings on the dark web to try and um to get relationships with these people because this is how it works we know this from talking about the Duggers, is that like you get into these chat rooms on the dark web and you have to make connections with people before they start sending you anything. Right. And so he was making these connections with people and having them like slowly send him. Oh my God. Material. Right, and he is like, that's the kind of stuff that you will never, you never get out of your head. It's terrible or whatever. But he is doing it to try and see if he can get any leads on Madeline because his belief too was like a sex trafficking thing. Yeah, and so one lead that he had suggested that it was a pedophile from Belgium that Mm. put out put out an order for. A child that matched the description of wow. Madeline.
0: Wow. Three
1: days before she went missing.
0: Wow. That
1: this guy from Belgium supposedly received a picture of Madeline, approved it. Jesus. And then and then she was taken.
0: That's horrifying. Wow.
1: And I don't know, I don't know anything else about that lead except that it was a lead and that somebody on the dark web said it. Wow, but honestly,
0: that's pretty believable.
1: Belgium is in Germany, right?
0: I think so. There's like everyone always says Belgium chocolate, right? Germany. Belgium
1: chocolate, yeah. Um, keep that in mind because I actually have an article that I want to read at the end, and that actually I just kind of put two and two together. If Belgium mm. is actually in Germany, I think it is.
0: I think it is.
1: Okay. I can now look that can I up i wasn't the best at geography (laughs) y'all
0: either belgium where (laughs) where belgium is situated in the west of europe bordered by the north by the netherlands to the east of germany so it's not in germany oh it's its own country
1: oh dang i didn't know that wow i'm stupid
0: okay yeah
1: okay so Francisco Marco, the guy who is like the leader of Matoto 3, like I said, he didn't know anything about this case. Julian was the only guy that was working on this case. And so when um when Francisco Marco came out and said what he said about like, oh, we know who did it, we know the guy who did it, we know how they did it. We're gonna find you very soon julian the guy who's actually working on the case and brian kennedy the guy who's funding them they're fucking pissed like Mm. pissed and marco told julian that quote the benefit that i'll get from this is public publicity so he knew that it wasn't true he was just saying it for the public publicity um for his business i guess Wow. And Brian at that point wanted to start, stop working with Matoto 3 after all of that, understandably. So the McCanns at this point, they hire Oakley International. And again, another. Private investigation type company, and they name the operation Operation Omega. And they have supposedly lots of resources, they're viewed as a top dog in this field. The main guy, who's the president and the leader of Oakley International, his name is Kevin Halligan. He used technology that was that analyzed voice to determine if someone was telling the truth or not. Ooh. And he sent investigators to interview the Smith family. He had sketches done of the men that claimed uh that they that they claim that they saw these sketches of these guys are actually still in circulation today when you Mm. look up sketches of people involved in the madeline mccann case so now it's been a year and 79 days since madeline's been missing murat and mccann uh their arguido status is finally officially lifted within the government They're given access to the police documents. And the Portuguese police at this point they hang up the case. They're like, we're done. We're done. And a year and 81 days since she's been missing Goncalo, he publishes a book and says that it was to debunk the attacks on him because of this case specifically. Literally, Madeline's picture is on the front of this book. Wow. And It also accused the McCanns of being guilty. Ooh. I mean, he literally, the whole theory of them overdosing her, putting her in a freezer for almost a month, and then renting the car, that whole thing, he presented it as fact. This guy's really something else. Right. Really. In this book. So the McCanns, they turn around and they sue him for libel. Because they're like, fuck you, bro. Yeah, sure. And so in 2009, a judge rules to ban any further sales of the book and this documentary that he, like, made to go with the book. But the Portuguese Court court of Appeals, they eventually overturned the ban. And I think it's called The Truth and Lies or something like that. I don't know. So at this point, Brian Kennedy is fully funding the investigation, mainly with Oakley International. They were not making progress that they promised. So Oakley's not making any progress on this case that they promised that they were going to make. But they're constantly sending invoices to Brian Kennedy to be paid for work that they're doing. But there's literally nothing to show for it.
0: Weird. So Kevin...
1: Kevin, the guy who who owns Oakley, he told Brian that because he used U.S. intelligence technology that he had access to satellite photos in Portugal in that area from the night that Madeline
0: went. Really? In. Wow. What so they're like,
1: what? oh, this is great. This could be the yeah. breakthrough that we need. So when they're presented with the satellite photos, they're Google Earth photos. <laughs> and Kevin, um, he supposedly sent a man and woman team with a child of the similar age to Madeline to the area to see if anything would would see if anything would happen. He basically <laughs> used a child as bait Jesus. to see if anything would happen. No leads ever came. From Oakley International. And actually. Kevin started becoming really threatening. To Brian Kennedy. The guy who's fucking paying him. Mm. The phone line tips were not being answered. Um, Kevin was found out to be a complete fraud. A total con man. He uh, left on a flight to Rome. Uh, It was uncovered that he was not who he said he was at. He had a fake marriage, a fake wife. He um he lied about his birth date. His (gasps) intelligence credentials were completely fraudulent. Everything about this guy, he was a fraud. And actually, he was convicted of fraud in another case, and he (gasps) spent time in prison for it. And he (gasps) actually died in 2018 of a brain hemorrhage.
0: Wow.
1: Very interesting.
0: Weird.
1: What a waste of time and money, though, you know? right? So the McCanns, after that, they hire Dave, Edgar, and Arthur Cowley, their detectives, two years after Madeline has been missing. <coughs> Thank you, Cosima. That means that so much sweet, to me. Cosma. I really appreciate that.
0: <laughs> I love Cosima. She's precious.
1: Um, so two years after she's missing, a report from a British man... Uh, he was in Barcelona at 2 a.m. And I believe this was on the night. Yeah, this was on the night that Madeline went missing. So he's a British guy, he's in Barcelona at two o'clock in the morning. He sees a really nice dressed woman who seems to be really upset and comes up to him and says, have you come to deliver my new daughter? And asks him three times, have you got the child? Now, Portugal and Spain are right next to each other. I mean, you could hop the border from Portugal into Spain within an hour, an hour and a half. So this happening in Barcelona in Spain was very suspicious because a lot of people thought that she was abducted and immediately taken into Spain.
0: Right. Oh, definitely. She was definitely taken to another country, for sure. Right.
1: So, um, then the woman finally realized who realized that he wasn't who she was looking for and she walked away. Now, there was a sketch of this woman that was done. And the guy who reported this said that she was a quote victoria beckham lookalike but the sketch has actually become very popular in the last two ish years because a lot of people say that it looks like elaine maxwell oh and i i've got to say it is uncanny the resemblance yeah Oh
0: my god oh that's not hard to put past isn't that i got goosebumps that's fucking scary yeah you know what if it is her good because she just got 20 years today
1: i know she, I like, she deserves more. but
0: yeah better than none
1: so also this woman was speaking english with a possible australian accent so mm. <laughs> so then carol tranmer She was a woman who was visiting her aunt in an apartment above the McCann's that they were staying at. Um, She says that she saw somebody coming out of the gate very quietly looking around and just seemed very suspicious. Like they didn't want anybody to know what they were doing. They didn't want anybody to know that they were there. And this was on the afternoon that Madeline went missing. Hmm. Now, this is all coming out when these two detectives start doing this work. And it's like, fuck, if we just had this information nice,
0: from the get within the first couple oh, of days, yeah. you know, he would have been right back where she is. She would have been safe. Yep. That's really so,
1: bad. right. So in May of 2011, Jerry, he speaks to the press with an open letter to the British prime minister for help in reopening Madeline's case and trying to look for her. And the prime minister actually agrees. And so now this is 2011 until present. This is with the Met- Metropolitan Police Department, which is the, depar- the police department in the UK, I guess. And it's called Operation Grange. And Andy Redwood is the detective that's appointed. And he specializes in cold cases. The Portuguese, they also reopen the case, but with a, an entirely new team. And it comes out that one of the family who used the night crash, that, like, nighttime daycare thing, Mm -hmm. they believed that they could have been who Jane Tanner saw uh, when she saw this guy carrying a child, a sleeping child. They believed that they could have been who she saw. So the dad... Um, which would it would have been who she saw he put on similar clothes as to what he was wearing that night and what was in the sketch of the guy with no face
0: uh-huh.
1: and he stood in the position stood to the side stood in the position acted as if he had something in his arms and took a photo to be able to compare it to the sketch and it's spot on it's wow. exactly the same even without the sketch having a face it's spot on Mm. (laughs) Yeah, it's like the sun is shining. That is
0: sweet.
1: So, it's been six years since Madeline's been missing, and police are looking for a man accused of sexually assaulting five young girls in resorts in their Mm. beds. Mm. Two of them and Priya Deleuze in the same resort. Jesus. And this was reported to Portuguese, Portuguese police and nothing was done. There were at least 28 cases reported, typically in homes rented by British tourists, and nothing was fucking done. Jesus. And the company who owned the Ocean Club, they refused to comment on if they were aware of the assaults of these 28 cases, if they were aware of it mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. Because of course they don't want to say that they aware they were aware of it because they right. never made anybody aware anybody that was staying there they never made it known hey this shit is going on because then people wouldn't want to come there with their kids
0: that is so fucked it fucks
1: up their money
0: geez so
1: the consul which is like a, a government faction of um portugal when they were asked they said that it wasn't their job to make anybody aware or report on this ridiculous right
0: yes so frustrating there's
1: there's a guy his name is george brooks he ran a pizza business and he says that at 6 a.m on may 4th 2007 the day it's literally the morning after madeline went missing so she went missing on the third and he says this happened at 6 a.m On the 4th, he says that he's on the way to work to his little pizza shop and it's still dark outside and he's by a marina and his headlights shone on a couple holding a child and they seemed disturbed by the fact that they were seen (gasps) because they were like lit up by his
0: headlights.
1: And he said, quote, you could tell by their posture. They were trying to carry the child without anyone seeing it. Mm. And they were extremely disturbed when I caught them in my headlights. Damn. And it was reported early on and not followed up by the Portuguese police until a year later.
0: (sighs) God, this is making me so mad. And they
1: were next to a marina. They were next to a marina, so they could have gotten on a fucking boat. Oh, yeah,
0: they're gone. Too late. Mm.
1: So, um, let's see. Uh, oh,
0: details in this story, by the way, are just i'm actually
1: almost done this is gonna be the last um the last detail and then i'm gonna read you guys this article that i that danny actually found for me Mm. i had heard about it and danny found it for me um kate saw that one year into the investigation she saw a copy of the reservation book from the tapas restaurant right Mm -hmm. and a note next to their reservation now remember they had oh that was weird the focus went out for a second they remember they had a reservation every single night that they were there for that whole week yes so they had a block off for the entire week and next to their reservation in the reservation book it said quote Parents Booked and Leaving Kids Alone in (gasps) Apartments.
0: Oh! Oh, my God. That's so weird. this
1: book, this reservation book, was left on a hostess stand, open and (gasps) visible to anybody in the restaurant. Oh, my God.
0: Oh, my God. So anybody
1: could have saw that. And uh, somebody in the comments said that they believed that there was somebody, like, watching the apartment. I totally believe that.
0: Yeah. I definitely. mean, it was just
1: made so blatantly obvious. And the investigation is still ongoing. And like I said, if anybody has any information about Madeline's whereabouts, you can go to findmadeline.com. Now, wow. I'm going to read you this article. Oh my god, there's 73 notifications from our group chat. <laughs> Let's see. Okay. So this is from usnews.com. So I feel like that's pretty reputable, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Usnews.com. Yeah. Right. So it says new evidence found in Madeline McCann case says German prosecutor investigators have found new evidence potentially incriminating the key suspect in the disappearance of British toddler, Madeline McCann, 15 years ago, the German prosecutor who has been investigating the case since 2020. He is the one who said that. Also, I, I I don't know who this uh, suspect is. It must be someone that's been named a suspect recently, Mm. like, like really recently. Um, let's see in an interview with portuguese tv channel cmtv on tuesday he said that detectives believed that they had found quote some facts some new evidence adding quote we are sure that he the guy the suspect is the murderer of madeline mccann convicted child abuser and drug trader christian Bruckner. i saw with- something
0: for this yeah Mm -hmm.
1: He is behind bars in Germany for R-wording a woman in the same area of the Algarve region, which is where Praia Deluge Mm -hmm. is at, is in the Algarve region of Portugal, from where Madeline went missing in uh, 2007 when she was three years old, formally identified as an official suspect last month. Okay, well, that's why I hadn't heard about it. <laughs> um, This was the first time a Portuguese prosecutor had identified a suspect in the case since Kate and Jerry McCann. Madeline's parents were named suspects in 2007. They were later cleared. Bruckner, he's 45 years old, has denied involvement in the disappearance of Madeline from her bedroom during a family holiday. There has been speculation that evidence linked to Madeline was found in the camper van that Bruckner had used... At the time of her disappearance, the CMTV journalist asked Wolters, the attorney, if he um, or detective, if he denied those claims and he responded, quote, I don't want to deny it. So he's the guy was didn't deny that they hadn't that mm. the what they found wasn't necessarily like Madeline's. He didn't deny that it was Madeline or not. The camper van has been in possession of German police since June of 2020. When authorities started to seek information on the man, Um, he could not provide details on the ongoing German investigation because the suspect was yet to be informed. Let's see. And previously told uh, media that the naming of Bruckner as a suspect in the case by the Portuguese prosecutor was designed to interrupt Portugal's 15-year statute, limita- statute of limitations. Regardless of the outcome, Madeline will always be her daughter and truly horrific crime has been mm. committed. That's what her parents said. And that was 15 years since her disappearance. Mm terrible terrible uh, i believe that's it yeah so there is a guy who is a suspect he's already in jail for
0: thank god
1: wording somebody else um
0: Mm-mm. But yeah you did amazing that thank is you. such an awful case but you told it beautifully
1: thank you Beautiful.
0: how are you feeling
1: my butt hurts i'm in I pain
0: <laughs> Do you want to leave while I do the numerology chart? Yeah,
1: I'm going to, I'm going to leave. But I also, I just wanted to say thank you to Cosima because she actually went out of her way and actually did this like a month and a half ago because Mm -hmm. she knew that I was going to be doing the Madeline McCann case. And she genuinely thought that it would be interesting to do a numerology chart for, for Madeline or for about the situation. Madeline. Okay. So uh, for Madeline. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to hop off of here but I'm going to join the live because I want to see yeah. what what has to be said. But thank you. I'm not going to stick around guys just solely just because like I'm fucking huge
0: and this is She's what pregnant and she's tired and she just stole the show. So <laughs> thank you Sam. Beautiful yes, as and always.
1: Thank you Cosmo for the numerology and I am yes. going to jump in the chat so that I can listen to it.
0: Bye. Bye everybody. Bye. Let's see. Ooh, I need to oops. leave. Get out of here! Bye. All right, guys. Is Sunny going to night night? Yeah. let me say good night to my daughter real quick. Good night. <laughs> bye <Bye-bye>. bye. <laughs> say hello to Sunny, everyone. <laughs> 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 good night. <laughs> I love you. So Cosima wrote us a numerology chart for Madeline, which I thought was beautiful. If you guys don't or if you're not familiar with numerology, I would recommend that you go back to a couple of our episodes where Cosima came on and did a numerology reading for both Sam and I. And then there was another episode where we strictly did it for the boys, our husbands. And it was very interesting. You would be amazed by how accurate these readings are. Um, I'm going to skip the part where she writes all of her numbers and I'll just read the description. Madeline was first born with a strong life path. Fours are logical and stable here to build strong foundations and advance society forward. Her expression in the way that she was is very mysterious throughout hearing about her case. You don't find long stories about her characteristics of her personality or much about who she was at all. I would interpret with from her numbers that she was a very grounded little girl, as well as equally imaginative, very beautiful. She was able to connect to earthly ideals as well as otherworldly ones. I believe she came here to connect in a physical way, from her soul urge motivation number, also being a four. She would have preferred a routine, but could manage changes within this, like an old soul or a wise toddler, very adaptable. I feel for such a young age, she would have had a greater self-control, wow, this is going to make me cry, and self-awareness over others her age, like a wise old woman in a little girl's body. She was very attuned to the other side, or imagination was strong. Her personality is also a 7 giving her a balanced core numbers as 4747. Four, seven. Adding her core numbers together equal 22 which I have yet to find that has any that this means anything but it is quite interesting and could indicate a deeper reasoning to her coming to this life and choosing to leave so soon in the way that she did. This also built in belief that we as energy or souls choose a lot of things about our life before i.e. family, major lessons, and death. Free will creates this journey between the chosen points. To fill in the gaps within her core numbers, I will look at the bridges between them. Both bridges are three. This reminds me of her childlike youthful energy. She was a special energy to be around, almost magical to meet. Young, imaginative, wise, and deep, deep eyes into the soul. She came here with a purpose that had to be met in a short time. Wow. Her first and only period cycle major milestone was a five. That's so sad. Wow. That part just really scared me. I interpret this as she was to learn how to be free, adventurous, and not afraid of risk or change, to enjoy life because each moment is precious. Her past life, pinnacle or major transition and day of death, disappearance all equal eight strength equals eight within tarot tarot cards for her only major transition it was about authority taking power and overcoming great obstacles in numerology the eight also reminds us to give energy as much as we take allowing energy to constantly flow just as life constantly flows her past life being an eight may be that she was a powerful person of authority and we had either or had either lots of material gain or very little, but I believe was on the other side of gain. Her date of death or disappearance in this case summed to an eight, which compared with the pinnacle and past life numbers, it could show a completion. And while this interpretation has no meaning within traditional numerology, when I saw the three eights, I realized eight times three is 24. And 24 sums to six. This six is also a karma number for her. It makes me wonder if she came to this life to clear the karma for her next life. That's beautiful. I hope that you guys can take something from that reading. Thank you again to Kasima for doing that reading. Thank you again to Sam for always giving us the most detailed, most extensive research that you can get in the true crime community. I, I, I know I said she's better than Bailey Sarian in the beginning. That may be shocking. I still stand by it. I hope that you guys will follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. You can see all of our socials here down below me. You can go to two wrong way, two and you can find in the right hand tab, our merch site, which would help us out a lot. If anything that you guys send our way, we will use and put directly back into the podcast. We dedicate so much of our time and energy into this podcast, literally outside of being stay at home moms, both of us, we focus a lot of our energy on this podcast. Literally, it's like 50% is the kids and 50% is the podcast. And we love coming here every Wednesday. If you guys are interested in joining the chat, we do Wednesday live streams at 5.30pm Eastern every Wednesday. And that is it for me. Thank you for joining us. I hope that you guys have a wonderful rest of your evening. And that will be it. Goodbye.